Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. episode of K-Drama School. So I want to congratulate everybody who is listening. Thank you. Um, congratulations. I don't know why I'm congratulating you. It's not like you guys did anything. I'm just kidding. You guys are a very big part of this whole journey. If it weren't for you, I would not be motivated to do any of these podcast episodes. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your loyal listenership and thank you for your uh, loving feedback i really appreciate you guys genuinely i do this for you i do this because of you so thank you it's been an interesting journey and i have a very special guest on this episode who we'll talk to right after i do my monologue but she is also a very big part of this podcast's journey, and there are many things that I learned while doing this. You know, I learned that I can just edit. I can edit video. I can edit films. I can do it. I can edit sound. If I need to delegate, I can do it. I can find good, talented artists and people to help me out. I can pay them, and I can get shit done. This whole entire process taught me so much more than only podcasting. It taught me about lighting, taught me about presence, just camera presence, taught me things about sound, taught me things about listening, how to be a good listener, which is another skill in addition to being good at talking. Yeah, who knew that's a skill? You know, I was I was just kind of thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I'm really lucky that I'm a comedian. Like, I don't know what else I would do. Like, I'm good at talking. I like to talk, you know, but I realized I realized this on Thanksgiving, like when I meet people who talk a little too much, I'm not talking. OK, what do I mean by talk too much? I guess what I mean is like people who don't take a break to perhaps check in with the other party. Like that to me is somebody who talks too much. A person who talks without any self-awareness is somebody who talks too much. Yeah. And if I hear myself doing that on a podcast, I'll usually try to edit myself out. Yeah. Because it's like, come on, it's insufferable. You know, like I noticed this on Thanksgiving because on Thanksgiving, I went to a friend's house and somebody had invited somebody who was talking way too much. Like, I could hear him talking for 30 minutes straight without resting at all. And meanwhile, the person, the poor person that's locked in a conversation with him, that person is just like saying, uh-huh. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Really? Oh, yeah. They're doing that for 30 minutes. This person doesn't ask that other person a single question. This person doesn't, like, read the room in any way. You know, this person would go and like show people videos, like five to 10 minute long videos and be like, oh, look at this. This is really funny. I was just like, oh, my God, this guy's a nightmare. 
so that's what I mean. Like when I, when I meet a person who talks too much, it's like I'm talking about a, I'm talking about a person like that. A person like that is somebody who talks too much, and I don't want to be that. So I was like, how do how can I be a good listener? You know, and that's something that this podcast taught me. It was teaching me how to be a better listener, and it also taught me like my intolerance for some certain kinds of people, certain kinds of talkers. You know, like I just I became a speech connoisseur. Let's put it that way. I became a talking and listening connoisseur after starting this podcast. So thank you for being on this journey with me for the last two years. I'm, I'm We're about to celebrate the two-year anniversary for this podcast very soon. And, you know, I, like, again, time and time again, I, I was always like, should I quit? Like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's a lot of work. And I'm sure, as you've noticed, I re I've reduced the length of these podcasts a great deal. Yeah, some of the episodes are only like 15 minutes, 20 something minutes long. And it's like that for a reason. It's because I have cut down on the amount of interviews I am doing. Yes, yes, that's a thing. It's just because I don't want to interview as many people anymore. Maybe I'm running out of people I want to talk to. That's not necessarily true. It's just I... I want to focus this more on Korean dramas and leave it at that. Yeah, I, I guess I'm trying to rebrand or redo the whole thing in some way. Whatever. We'll see. This is all a work in progress. This is all changing and it's evolving. It's changing with time, just like I'm changing with time, you know? Like lately, you guys, I, I just wake up in the morning. I wake up at a reasonable hour in the morning too. I wake up around like 8, you know, I just wake up. And then I have some tea and then I read tarot cards and then I do yoga. That's right. And then I'll have some breakfast and then I'll work out and then I'll have a snack and then I will go for a walk and then I'll have lunch or dinner and then I will write. And then it's like 6 p.m. and I'm done with my day. And then I'm bored for the next like five to six hours. It's it's bizarre how, how I can get so much done in such a short amount of time and then just be bored for the rest of the evening. Yeah, it's it's been a very peaceful time, very peaceful. And I I am grateful for this period. I am super grateful, but... I also get bored out of my mind. I do. I, I am super bored lately. And I'm just like, how? How am I bored? You know, I, I have so much to do. But I just decided I'm going to focus on one thing at a time. And right now I'm writing a book. As I said last week, I was, I've been working on a book. You guys, I wrote 50,000 words. Yeah, I reached my goal. 50,000 words, NaNoWriMo. I did it. Now I'm at like 52,000. And I'm going to see for the next three days, how many more words can I write? But yeah. I'm going to have a draft of, of a book by the end of this month, which is phenomenal. Yeah, NaNoWriMo, it's doable. And you guys don't even have to do it in November. You guys can do it in December, January, February. You can do it whenever you want. I recommend it. If you want to write a book, do it. Why not? It's something to do. And it keeps you occupied. One thing that I did notice about myself as a writer is that sometimes... Actually, a lot of the times, I'll just go to the page without really knowing what it is that I'm going to be writing about next, but something does come out. Yeah. So what does that show? That shows some self-trust. That shows a sense of exploratoriness, exploration. 
adventuresomeness. What's the word? <laughs> I was an English major. I don't know the word. It shows an adventurous spirit. Yeah, an, an adventurous spirit. Yes, a curiosity, uh, bravery. Yes, it shows that. And again, a sense of trust. And I was like, you know what? I'm into that. I am happy with myself and that quality. So here I am, you know, here I am being a writer every day and being a, a California living babe, I guess. <laughs> what do you guys think of this? Last night I had a dream that I had a backpack on my back and it was full of something. I don't know what, but it was so heavy. It was so heavy that I could not stand up. Like I was squatting. I was squatting in the middle of the street. The light had changed. It was time for me to walk across the street and I was trying to walk, but I could not walk. So I was like, you know what? My car is parked not too far from here, just like a block away. Let me just walk to my car. And I wouldn't take the backpack off for some reason. I, I was just like trying to like, there were these poles and I was just trying to like pull myself up through my upper arm strength to drag myself to my car and I couldn't I couldn't it was so heavy and I just wouldn't take my backpack off and I'm like what is this dream about what is dragging me down what is keeping me weighted down to the ground what's happening what what's pulling me back I don't know I don't know I need to figure that out I have to figure it out I don't know what it is but you guys today's episode is going to discuss a very good show a show that came out 10 years ago. It's called Moon Embracing the Sun. It's an NBC drama, came out in the year 2012, and it stars Kim Soo-yeon and Han Ga-in. Two very, very sexy Hallyu stars. Oh my goodness. It is a drama that aired two years prior to Kim Soo-yeon's appearance on that very major mega hit show, my love from the star so this show this 2012 historical fantasy period piece moon embracing the sun this is the show that actually catapulted kim seon's career uh domestically as a huge tv star yeah yeah and kim seon's technically been acting since he was in high school like he did some theater and he's been on television like as a supporting role and he's done some like teen k-dramas but this was like his big one like this one like blew him up because he was like the next handsome hot face on the block kind of thing and this show is actually based on a novel of the same title written by Chung Eun-gwal and she is a very popular uh, novelist whose novels have been adapted into many other shows, one of them being uh, Sung Jung-gwan Scandal and the other one being Lovers of the Red Sky. Moon Embracing the Sun, huge hit and it stars Han Ga-in which is an interesting casting because Han Ga-in she does not do a whole lot of television. Yeah, she is mostly known for commercials, all right, so she's known as what's called an, a CF actress and 2012 was a really busy year for her because not only was moon embracing the sun a huge hit but she was also in that movie uh, architecture 101 and that was a box office record-breaking movie at the time same year 2012 and she was this mega star by the end of the year i will be clear this show is not based on any real 
king who has lived in the past. It is not based in any sort of reality other than the fact that there was an actual kingdom and there also happened to be uh, shamans. So culturally, there are some elements that are that resonate, but this is not an actual king. Like these things did not actually happen yet. Yeah, this is a historical fantasy fictionalized period piece. Okay, so I want to be clear on that. The storyline for Moon Embracing the Sun and the show's pacing are both perfect for a hit K-drama series, all right? Like, you have two very handsome, beautiful-looking actors, right? And then you have, you have amnesia, <laughs> okay? Like, classic K-drama element, you have amnesia. You have a saboteur, gotta have a saboteur. Otherwise, like, what is this all about, right? You gotta have a saboteur, somebody who messes everything up along the way. Oh, you also have the king the the king's affections which are you know constantly lying in wait like we gotta win the king's affections right like the women of the court are trying to win the king's affection and you know have his baby like welcome to k-drama school i'm your host grace jung and class is now in session This is the 100th episode of K-Drama School, so I want to congratulate everybody who is listening. Thank you. Um, congratulations. I don't know why I'm congratulating you. It's not like you guys did anything. I'm just kidding. You guys are a very big part of this whole journey. If it weren't for you, I would not be motivated to do any of these podcast episodes. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your loyal listenership. And thank you for your uh, loving feedback. I really appreciate you guys. Genuinely, I do this for you. I do this because of you. So thank you. <clears throat> It's been an interesting journey and I have a very special guest on this episode who we'll talk to right after I do my monologue, but she is also a very big part of this podcast's journey and there are many things that I learned while doing this, you know, I learned that I can just edit, I can edit video, I can edit films, I can do it, I can edit sound. If I need to delegate, I can do it. I can find good, talented artists and people to help me out. I can pay them and I can get shit done. This whole entire process taught me so much more than only podcasting. It taught me about lighting, taught me about presence, just camera presence, taught me things about sound, taught me things about listening, how to be a good listener, which is another skill in addition to being good at talking. Yeah, who knew? That's a skill. <laughs> you know, I was I was just kind of thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I'm really lucky that I'm a comedian. Like, I don't know what else I would do. Like, I'm good at talking. I like to talk, you know, but I realized, I realized this on Thanksgiving, like, when I meet people who talk a little too much, I'm not talking, okay, what do I mean by talk too much? I guess what I mean is like people who don't take a break to perhaps check in with the other party. Like that to me is somebody who talks too much. A person who talks 
without any self-awareness is somebody who talks too much. Yeah. And if I hear myself doing that on a podcast, I'll usually try to edit myself out. Yeah. Because it's like, come on, it's insufferable. You know, like I noticed this on Thanksgiving because on Thanksgiving, I went to a friend's house and somebody had invited somebody who was talking way too much. Like I could hear him talking for 30 minutes straight without resting at all. And meanwhile, the person, the poor person that's locked in a conversation with him, that person is just like saying, "Uh uh-huh. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Really? Oh, yeah. They're doing that for 30 minutes. This person doesn't ask that other person a single question. This person doesn't, like, read the room in any way, you know? This person would go and, like, show people videos, like, five to ten minute long videos and be like, oh, look at this. This is really funny. I was just like, oh my god, this guy's a nightmare. So that's what I mean. Like, when I, when I meet a person who talks too much, is like, I'm, talking about a, I'm talking about a person like that. A person like that is somebody who talks too much. And... I don't want to be that. So I was like, how do, how can I be a good listener? You know, and that's something that this podcast taught me. It was teaching me how to be a better listener. And it also taught me like my intolerance for some certain kinds of people, certain kinds of talkers, you know, like I just, I became a speech connoisseur. Let's put it that way. I became a talking and listening connoisseur after starting this podcast so thank you for being on this journey with me for the last two years i'm I'm, we're about to celebrate the two-year anniversary for this podcast very soon and you know like again time and time again i I was always like should i quit like i don't want to do this anymore it's a lot of work and i'm sure as you've noticed i've reduced the length of these podcasts a great deal yeah some of the episodes are only like 15 minutes 20 something minutes long and it's like that for a reason it's because i have cut down on the amount of interviews i am doing yes yes that's a thing it's just because i don't want to interview as many people anymore maybe i'm running out of people i want to talk to that's not necessarily true it's just i I want to focus this more on Korean dramas and leave it at that. Yeah, I I guess I'm trying to rebrand or redo the whole thing in some way. Whatever. We'll see. This is all a work in progress. This is all changing and it's evolving. It's changing with time, just like I'm changing with time, you know? Like lately, you guys, I, I just wake up in the morning. I wake up at a reasonable hour in the morning, too. I wake up around like 8, you know, I just wake up. And then I have some tea and then I read tarot cards and then I do yoga. That's right. And then I'll have some breakfast and then I'll work out and then I'll have a snack and then I will go for a walk and then I'll have lunch or dinner and then I will write and then it's like 6 p.m. and I'm done with my day. And then I'm bored for the next like five to six hours. It's it's bizarre how, how I can get so much done in such a short amount of time and then just be bored for the rest of the evening. Yeah, it's it's been a very peaceful time, very peaceful. And I I am grateful for this period. I am super grateful, but... I also get bored out of my mind. I do. I, I am super bored lately. And I'm just like, how? How am I bored? You know, I, I have so much to do. But 
I just decided I'm going to focus on one thing at a time. And right now I'm writing a book. As I said last week, I was, I've been working on a book. You guys, I wrote 50,000 words. Yeah, I reached my goal. 50,000 words, NaNoWriMo, I did it. Now I'm at like 52,000 and I'm going to see for the next three days, how many more words can I write? But yeah, I'm going to have a draft of, of a book by the end of this month, which is phenomenal. Yeah. NaNoWriMo, it's doable. And you guys don't even have to do it in November. You guys can do it in December, January, February. You can do it whenever you want. I recommend it. If you want to write a book, do it. Why not? It's something to do. And it keeps you occupied. One thing that I did notice about myself as a writer is that sometimes, actually a lot of the times, I'll just go to the page without really knowing what it is that I'm going to be writing about next, but something does come out. Yeah. So what does that show? That shows some self-trust. That shows a sense of exploratoriness, exploration, adventuresomeness. What's the word? <laughs> I was an English major. I don't know the word. It shows an adventurous spirit. Yeah. An, an adventurous spirit. Yes. A curiosity. Uh, bravery. Yes, it shows that. And again, a sense of trust. And I was like, you know what? I'm into that. I am happy with myself and that quality. So here I am, you know, here I am being a writer every day and being a, a California living babe, I guess. <laughs> Concerned about my looks, you know, that's that's one thing that's been on my mind a lot. I'm like, man, like I'm in my I'm in my mid 30s now. I'm like in it. You know, in fact, I am reaching the point of late 30s. Oh, my goodness. You know, and honestly, that bummed me out. That bummed me out a little bit. What do you guys think of this? Last night, I had a dream that I had a backpack on my back and it was full of something. I don't know what, but it was so heavy. It was so heavy that I could not stand up. Like I was squatting. I was squatting in the middle of the street. The light had changed. It was time for me to walk across the street. And I was trying to walk, but I could not walk. So I was like, you know what? My car is parked not too far from here, just like a block away. Let me just walk to my car. And I wouldn't take the backpack off for some reason. I, I was just like trying to like there were these poles and I was just trying to like pull myself up through my upper arm strength to drag myself to my car and I couldn't I couldn't it was so heavy and I just wouldn't take my backpack off and I'm like what is this dream about what is dragging me down what is keeping me weighted down to the ground what's happening what what's pulling me back I don't know I don't know I need to figure that out I have to figure it out I don't know what it is but you guys today's episode is going to discuss a very good show a show that came out 10 years ago. It's called Moon Embracing the Sun. It's an NBC drama, came out in the year 2012, and it stars Kim Soo-yeon and Han Ga-in. Yeah, two very, very sexy Hallyu stars. Oh my goodness. Uh, it is a drama that aired two years prior to Kim Soo-yeon's appearance on that very major mega hit show my love from the star so this show this 2012 historical fantasy period piece moon embracing the sun this is the show that actually catapulted kim seon's career uh domestically as a huge tv star yeah yeah 
And Kim Soo-yeon's technically been acting since he was in high school. Like, he did some theater. And he's been on television, like, as a supporting role. Um, but, and he's done some, like, teen K-dramas. But this was, like, his big one. Like, this one, like, blew him up because he was, like, the next handsome hot face on the block kind of thing and this show is actually based on a novel of the same title written by Chung Eun-kwal and she is a very popular uh, novelist whose novels have been adapted into many other shows one of them being uh, Song Kyung-kwan Scandal and the other one being Lovers of the Red Sky yeah so Moon Embracing the Sun huge hit and it stars Han Ga-in, which is an interesting casting because Han Ga-in, she does not do a whole lot of television. Yeah, she is mostly known for commercials, all right? So she's known as what's called an, a CF actress, but she was doing this TV thing. And 2012 was a really busy year for her because not only was Moon Embracing the Sun a huge hit, but she was also in that movie, uh, Architecture 101, and that was a box office breaking box office record-breaking movie at the time same year 2012 and she was this mega star by the end of the year but even still Han Gai, like, I we still don't see her in a whole lot of tv I think she did like two or three shows thereafter but yeah like it's been 10 years like what's going on I will be clear this show is not based on any real king who has lived in the past it is not based in any sort of reality other than the fact that there was an actual kingdom and there also happened to be uh shamans so culturally there are some elements that are that resonate but this is not an actual king like these things did not actually happen yet yeah, this is a historical fantasy fictionalized period piece okay so i want to be clear on that the storyline for Moon Embracing the Sun and the show's pacing are both perfect for a hit K-drama series, all right? Like, you have two very handsome, beautiful-looking actors, right? And then you have, you have amnesia, <laughs> okay? Like, classic K-drama element, you have amnesia. You have a saboteur gotta have a saboteur otherwise like what is this all about right you gotta have a saboteur somebody who messes everything up along the way and these are the driving forces of this show oh you also have the king the the king's affections which are you know constantly lying in wait like we gotta win the king's affections right like the women of the court are trying to win the king's affection and you know have his baby like that was the only way for women to acquire power back in the day was to have the king's baby so there, there are all these motivations right all these things going on back in the day yeah winning the chebo i mean winning the king's affections was like winning the chebo's affections right like that's why today the chebo are nicknamed royal family right like they call the they call the Jebo's son Huang Teja, right? Like the crown prince. It's like a nickname, right? It's it's very cheesy, but it's like the nickname. You have a very interesting character, a supporting role on this show called Seol, and she is played by Yoon Seung Ah, 
and Seol is a very queer character, okay? She's queer in the sense that she cross-dresses, all right? She dresses like a man, and she presents herself as a man, but she's a woman who is devoting her life to protecting Yeonu. Like, that's her whole entire thing. And, and you, of course, have this queer love aspect, right? It's like, oh, is this an unrequited queer love thing? that whole thing is going on and you know a lot of the times korean historical period pieces they almost always have a queer character it's like it's it's almost like a given it's almost like you have to have one yeah so her is that aspect of this show and you also have the uh very uh veteran actress kim Young-ae playing the queen dowager unfortunately kim Young-ae is no longer living she passed away in 2017 uh, due to cancer, but she's been in dozens and dozens of Korean TV shows, dozens of films, and she is absolutely a masterful dramatic actress. So check out her filmography if you want to see some quality performance. Kim Young is the way. In fact, just watch Moon Embracing the Sun. I love this show. I personally love this show. I think it has like all the qualities of an excellent K-drama and Kim Young-ye is a huge part of that. So enjoy the show. Uh, today's guest is Julieta Degeze, who is a dear friend of mine, a Berlin-based comedian. And she was with us when this podcast began. So she was uh, on the very, very first episode of this podcast and you know she's a dear friend and we get into all sorts of stuff together so let's talk to julieta Degeze. like that was the only way for women to acquire power back in the day was to have the king's baby so there, there are all these motivations right all these things going on winning the king's affections was like winning the chebo's affections right like that's why today the chebo are nicknamed royal family right like they called the they called the Chebo's son Huangteja, right? Like the crown prince. It's like a nickname, right? It's it's very cheesy, but it's like the nickname. You have a very interesting character, a supporting role on this show called Seol, and she is played by Yoon Seung-a. And Seol is a very queer character, okay? She's queer in the sense that she cross-dresses, right? She dresses like a man, and she presents herself as a man, but she's a woman who is devoting her life to protecting Yeonu. Like, that's her whole entire thing. And and you, of course, have this queer love aspect, right? It's like, oh, is this an unrequited queer love thing? That whole thing is going on. And, you know, a lot of the times Korean historical period pieces, they almost always have a queer character. It's like, it's it's almost like a given. It's almost like you have to have one. Yeah. So her is that aspect of this show. And you also have the uh, very uh, veteran actress Kim Young-ae playing the Queen Dowager. Unfortunately, Kim Young-ae is no longer living. She passed away in 2017 uh, due to cancer. But she's been in dozens and dozens of Korean TV shows, dozens of films. And she is absolutely a masterful dramatic actress. So check out her filmography if you want to see some quality performance. Kim Young is the way. In fact, just watch Moon Embracing the Sun. I love this show. I personally love this show. I think it has like all the qualities of an excellent K-drama. 
and Kim Young-ye is a huge part of that. Enjoy the show. Today's guest is Julieta Degeze, who is a dear friend of mine, a Berlin-based comedian, and she was with us when this podcast began. So she was uh, on the very, very first episode of this podcast, and you know, she's a dear friend, and we get into all sorts of stuff together. So let's talk to Julieta Degeze. Hey. Wow. <laughs> I, I put this unicorn because I thought if it's going to be like an important episode, I think we should <laughs> we should be like unicorn. <laughs> I love it. It's yes. great. I think I remember when you were talking about buying it or... Or Tobias said you had bought it, or it was like an event. I remember that. Yeah, and I thought, I will never use this again. And then I use it every day. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> I feel so special. <laughs> you know, I think I think clothes like that are important for us to have in our closets, you know, to, like, make us feel good or special. Yeah, because... When can you be a unicorn, really? Unless someone says, like, you're a unicorn, and you're like, you're trying to fuck me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Has that happened? Was somebody like, I want to fuck you in your unicorn costume? No. I guess, no, in my costume? No. Did you cut a hole in the back so that they can access it? No, but oh. I, I don't think this is... This is th- I think it's for children, but, like... Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But they, okay. Wait, but they do put like a little zipper so you can, oh. so you can oh, go okay. to the toilet. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, right. To go to the toilet. <laughs> to okay, to- okay, toilet. Okay. I mean, you could, I guess, do something else. It's a, okay. it's a, it's a um, unicorn slipper. Slip. 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 <laughs> slip. There you go. <laughs> yeah, very good. I understand. Uh, how, how do you... I was going to ask you the same. I'm having some vermouth, you know, at home. Um, what are you drinking? Um, vermouth. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? Very, very fancy? Uh, classic, fancy Victorian woman. Yes. Is that what they did? <laughs> I don't I assume. Maybe, like, I don't know, Great Depression era. They drank a lot of vermouth. <laughs> oh, cool. No, I feel, like, so fancy when I have vermouth because it's such a, like, European thing, yeah. But it's actually like the cheapest thing that you get. like. Even the wine, uh, like family, is like the cheapest yeah. thing because you see the yeah. wine family, but it's a bit like sweet. Um, yeah. So and you yeah, put some orange peel in it. You have to put some orange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if not, it's not really like you know. What are you doing? What's happening? It's so early for you. Not that oh. early. It's like eleven a.m. It's not so bad. Mm. Are you doing yeah. something today? It's your day full of comedy uh yeah i have a i have a stand-up show at night yeah i'm gonna be are doing... you closing hosting i'm closing okay. yeah yeah i <laughs> never i never host i i think i hosted literally one show in la when somebody asked me like to host uh typically i don't really host shows i don't a i don't think i'm a very good host b i don't like hosting i think it's like a job you know it's it's a lot of work <laughs> well yeah i mean a stand up itself like just doing a spot is work 
But the thing about hosting is you always are like coming back and if maybe they don't like you, which is not the, the case. I mean, like, yeah. unless you're like the shittiest host in the whole world. Well, then, but yeah. like usually people like you and then you don't have to be that family. And like yeah. if you at the end of your hosting experience, people are like, oh, you're fine. You should be a comedian. Then you did it like the, the best job. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. have to constantly pay attention as the host. Ugh, you yeah. Know? <laughs> you, can't, you can't just do your set and then fuck off. Like you have to just really pay attention. And it's, it's a lot for an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. I, I don't want to do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, tonight I'm closing. Uh, I'm going to be doing a longer set. I'll be doing 20 minutes. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, like when you when you do longer sets, like because I, I know you did your uh, hour special like earlier in the year, or was it last year? It was last year, but I didn't like we. I didn't do an hour. I did like a closer to forty minutes, and it That's was like long. yeah, yeah. But it's, it was like way too much for me and for them. Like I, I thought I was oh, like really? no, because we started the show super late, and it was not a full room. Because um, like the the other show that was previously was super full and whatever, and then this this one is was more expensive and it's Spain, so people okay. didn't wanna. Uh, I did uh, I did find it very challenging to be, yeah. like, and also like I realized that I did I did a uh, rehearse and everything like uh, something that I actually don't do in stand up, <laughs> which I should, but I I did rehearse for my solo and then I was like. It started, and I was like, I don't remember anything. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. But you ended, you still ended up doing it. Like, what would happen as you're, like, you're, like, blanking, but it would eventually... Well, I was just, like, things were coming back, and then I did... So I did, like, a show previously where I did, like, a set, but I was not going to use this set. I was going to use it as an intro for, like, what it was coming, but at the end, because I just did that set, I only remember that set for a little bit. So I had to, like, do it again. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, there were people that actually stay from a short to, to see me. to they're from there. So I was like, oh, no, they're listening to the same thing again. Uh... <laughs> but I was, it, it seemed like I was super relaxed, even though I was not. But that's yeah. a good thing. It's a good yeah. thing that you... That they don't see the freaking out thing. You're like, <laughs> comedy, yeah. am I right? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's absolutely important. You have to you have to maintain the illusion of control the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like when I was, I did a longer set last month as well, and I was just kind of like, How oh, I it? just have to. It was twenty. Awesome. I did okay. 20, 20 last month. I'm doing 20 again tonight. Next week, I'm going to do 20 again. Ooh. And I'm I'm figuring out, like, oh, if I just do stories, like, I could do, like, some short jokes in the beginning, but I could do stories, and I could, like, make the stories link to one another. Then it becomes easier to remember. It also eats up a lot of time. Like I was just sort of strategizing in that way. That's a that's a good that's a good one. Yeah. 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 I, I, I there's a lot of things I need to write, and I'm like holding. I'm using my own material, but it's like it's time to 
to get more deep on things. Uh, but I'm like, but this is this is a good way of like doing a longer set because I go, I will do a longer set next week, so I, that's a good idea to do like a story where you mm-hmm. have like a lot of, and then you can see what works and what doesn't. Like yes, and I I noticed that if you tell a story, it engages the audience more because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to know what's going to happen at the yeah. end of this journey. So they're listening more. So you kind of hold their attention. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is just something I'm learning. Like, oh, I do have stories. I do have stories. Because before when I'm doing shorter sets, I would never do stories. Because I'm like, it's, I have a short, I don't have yeah, time. You have to like be bum, 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 and then uh, entertain yeah. them for seven minutes or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just not enough time. So uh, this was like a good strategy. I just figured out. Um, are you doing a lot of shows right now in Berlin? Like, what's the scene like right now at the at the moment? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of shows happening, so there's a lot of things happening every night. Uh, but there's like, um, after COVID, there's like a renewal of the scene. So basically, yes. there's a lot of new people, young people, and people that just started doing comedy for like three months, and now they they run shows. Sure. Sure. So it's like so. Um, so it's kind of funny to see how everything and then the old people that I started with doing the old people like they they're not old but they're just the like the hags yeah <laughs> yeah the the generation that I started with like they're um maybe doing their solo shows or like traveling or like doing other stuff so uh basically I I focus um cuz also I don't have a lot of time but I focus on hosting my own shows and then yeah. like doing pay gigs um yeah. around i did like one in prague it was kind of fun and then oh, yeah. like oh. that sounds so fun oh my god i miss europe <laughs> I, want to go back. I, I like that you put you put it in your story you put it in your story like i mean Berlin. and then you put like this big bed with like a big car but i was like uh did you slip here like i don't care <laughs> like, <I> just, um <laughs> no it was a beautiful like room with huge bed like a big yeah. rug and and the person who posts those rooms they're like a stylist in berlin uh, okay. and i was like oh my god i miss berlin <laughs> yeah do. it's I like it is it is um i mean it is a tough city to live but it's close to everything the thing right now what's mm-hmm. happening is like it's super like before i love to be here even though like i don't know it's hard being li- living here mm-hmm. but i mm-hmm. like it because you can like travel to places and it's not expensive yeah. but now because of because of everything that's happening like flight tickets are super expensive and like like yeah. uh, like you know before it was maybe 50 euros to travel yeah. to portugal and now it's yeah. like 200 300 <gasps> euros oh shit so you cannot do like a little <clears throat> escapade and like so it's kind of like shit yeah man that really sucks yeah we should blame think... putin <laughs> i mean yeah it's putin's fault but you know it's like everybody's kind of involved in the whole thing right it's it sucks gas prices here are so expensive and um, inflation it's like overall like everywhere when when you told me about like how your groceries like almost tripled i was like oh my gosh that's fucked up yeah i was not expecting this (laughs) i was i I, I was like no germany is always the same that's why everyone hates it (laughs) but like now it's 
they're not really catching up because usually, like in my country, inflation is so common that um, the government tries to like not cure inflation. They cannot cure it because they're bad at economy, but like give you like you can pay in payments or mm-hmm. um, what else can you do? Like, yeah, I don't know. They give you like every four months, they give you like more in your salary so you can catch okay. up to the inflation. Yeah, yeah. But in Germany, they're so slow that yeah. like if there was inflation from last year and now they're like giving you two euros extra per hour minimum wage. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, it's actually that that's actually very telling like certain nations and their economies are uh, structurally and systemically designed to handle inflation, which is a reality. It's something that happens and uh, capitalist economies and with countries that are more bureaucratic or more rigid or perhaps they don't admit to the possibility of inflation even happening, they're unprepared. Yeah, they're super unprepared. They're like, oi! <laughs> I feel like I feel like someone in some point they were like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so oh, it's kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is but yeah. Berlin, Berlin misses you as well, and by oh, that yeah. I mean I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I guess I went to Berlin at a pretty good time. Yeah. You know. I yeah. think so. Yeah. It was. I like think really you came like, like um, light years. I don't know. Like, what the was the first period. time? Two thousand eighteen or two thousand eighteen? Yeah. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, summer 2018. Oh, good times. Yeah. It was good. a good time. Yeah. Did you travel much in that trip? Did you went places? I did. I went. I went a lot of places. I went to. I went to Copenhagen. I went to. Uh, Rome. Oh. I went to, yeah, I went to quite a few places. I went to London. Oh. oh. I went to Paris. Yeah. Man, fuck! I miss. <laughs> well yeah europe is nice but i feel like it's a good i mean yeah okay it's better than uh, yeah europe is nice but i i feel like if you're not from here it's you don't have family you know it's a it's a different coat like i feel like it is nice and that's why i haven't left but like I don't know. It's a it's a lonely place. It can be lonely. You know, that's something I was I was thinking about like a lot, especially last month. I kept telling all my friends because I was in New York for uh, about a week and I kept telling everybody, like all my old friends, I was like, I'm so lonely. I was like, I'm so lonely. I kept telling them that. And I met up with this one old friend who has two kids and she has a husband. And she has a house, and she has a job, and everything. What's her job? Can you say? She's it? a she's a she's a writer for children's <sighs> books. Okay, <And>, sorry, <laughs> and, you got me in writer. <laughs> and she was like, "I'm so lonely," is what she said. She said, and that. I was like, "I guess it's just a human condition to feel lonely, you know, to feel isolated." Like I don't think. Um, I mean, I think there's some truth to us being social creatures. Like we do have to meet people and engage and talk and hug. And there needs to be some social interaction for sure. But I think 
you know, to find somebody who like fully understands us completely inside out is like an impossibility, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I think, uh, I, yeah, I mean, you can be like with a partner and feel lonely. Like that's, but I feel like there's like levels of loneliness. Mm. Maybe she feels lonely because maybe she cannot share some experience because I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe she has only single friends without kids, and it's just like, oh, how how can I share my life? Blah blah. blah. But I feel like Berlin is the loneliest place in the world. <laughs> mm. Where like doesn't matter what you do if you have friends or not, you just feel lonely. Mm. I know the feeling. Like when I was there, especially like at night, you know, I would like at night when I was in Berlin, I was so unhealthy. I would drink so many beers and then I would get a dinner and then I would be <laughs> even the culture. <laughs> you know, it's like fucking one, two AM and I'm like eating a whole fucking sandwich and I'm so full and it would be quiet at night and I'm like, man, I feel so lonely and isolated, you know, even though I'm yeah. full, I'm full of food, I'm full of booze. <laughs> I was hanging out with a bunch of people just moments ago, but I feel so alone. And I think it's just, but it's, it's happening like, to, to you right now as well. Right. You said it's happening to me right now at times. Yeah. But I mean, that was mostly last month, last oh. month. Like it was really a perspective thing. I, I was starting to think because, you know, I get jaded at times like L.A. L.A. can be a very isolating place in the sense that it's really hard to know who your friends are here. Like, uh, yeah, like the competition here is so fierce and everybody comes here with this uh, goal, like a big dream to accomplish. So um, people are not looked at people. Does that make sense? Like yeah, like, kind of... are they like pieces to make you uh, move forward to another yeah, place? Yeah, like opportunities. Mm. Um, sorry, can you lower the volume just a little bit on your headphones? Because I'm hearing myself back from the audio leak. Can exactly. you still hear me though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that better? Great, thank you. Yeah, yeah much mm-hmm. better. Thank you. It's, and I'm not saying that everybody's like this. Like I do have friends. I'm I'm lucky enough to say that I do have friends, but like, you know, it, it's it's this is very common. It's a common phenomenon here, more so than anywhere else in the world. Like I can meet somebody, and we can have the best time. Like talk about deep stuff and share things and connect, and then we might never talk again. That happens so often here. And when that happens, it's like, oh, like, is there something wrong with me? Or is there something defective with me? But it's like, no, that's not the case. It's like, that's literally just a phenomenon that happens here a lot. Mm. And um, that's what I mean by that. I'm just and, and so when I was thinking about that, I was like, okay, maybe Los Angeles is not my home. And it's not a place where I can really have friends like everybody I know here is just a co-worker or a colleague oh. and this whole city is not even a home it's just a work office like the oh. whole city is a workplace and I was like maybe if I think this way I'll feel better about the situation oh. and so I tried that perspective for about a month 
and it didn't help. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say it totally worked. <laughs> uh, 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 no, I thought I thought maybe like if I think that way, it'll help me just be like, oh yeah, like this is just the pragmatic reality of things, and this is just something I have to learn to cope with. But I was like, I don't, I don't need to think this way because that's another extreme way of thinking. And, you know, there are individuals here who don't necessarily fall into that pocket of colleague or coworker, you know, like, um, yeah. So anyway, thinking that way made me feel more lonely. So I decided not to think that way either. It's just, I'm kind of just accepting that in Los Angeles, this phenomenon of getting really close to somebody really fast, there are chances of that disintegrating just as fast. If mm. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the same here. I think you meet a lot of people, you get really friendly and you go out and blah, blah, blah. And then at some point they disappear mm. and they don't, or they move away or they just don't, don't not, you're not their friends anymore. I don't know why. Like it's, it's very similar in that way. Maybe like things last a tiny bit longer here because we are like all expats and like, yeah, we don't have families here or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So maybe things, right. um, take longer i do have friends here actually that so that's good but it's yeah. still like even though with your friends you feel so lonely yeah like it's like because i feel like something when you have a big issue you know like um i think you can rely in your friends because everyone has problems in their life so like mm -hmm. you can like bitch about something or like try to get help on something for like a limited amount of time until mm -hmm. it's like okay this friend cannot he doesn't this person doesn't want to hear this more and i understand why but i haven't mm. like finished the problem and i need to keep talking about it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, that's what i feel like it's like there's emotional support but not really as mm. much as uh, one needs for like real things you know mm. so that's why i think you you have to go to therapy or something because if if you just rely on your friends like it's you're a bit fucked like i don't know yeah i think therapy is very important for that you know and i think like as we get older and it's just more like an adult kind of thing mm. you know i don't know for me i just i don't feel like burdening people with my issues anymore like as oh. much as i used to um mm. it, and it's almost like well what's the point like i'm just gonna go and complain to them and then fuck up their day and it's not going to solve my problem you know um there's that aspect like of me worrying about the other party and there's also this aspect of like i don't know like that person probably has issues too so i don't like i don't want to go and like say all of those things and then there's also this worry of like feeling judged you know like oh what uh -huh. what if they judge me for my problems um mm. i have this one friend who mm. she's like so, so uh she has such a hard time talking about her problems to her friends and i was just it's almost like to the point of like you know you could share things with me you know you mm. don't have to feel so like you know anxious and pent up like you could let some things go you know it's okay i've known you since we were very young but she said if I say it, I feel like it might become real and that I can't deal with that fear. I was like, oh, okay, so that's a different issue. Oh. It's not because she doesn't want to share. It's because she feels like if she says it, 
it's too terrifying of a, a notion to her. So yeah, there are these yeah. degrees to it. I think yeah. Yeah, I I had that thing where if I uh, talk about the problem, the problem becomes a, an actual material thing because you're like, this is the only way that you can actually occupy space by talking yeah. in some sort of way, like occupying more space than your body, right? So yes. you're just like making this like amplifying whatever it is that it happens to you. And sometimes it's yeah. like too much because you're like in the middle of trying to process it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I understand that, but it, in some point it, it's good to talk about it. It know? is. I think it's a lot better to process it verbally because, you know, I mean, I, I'm sort of figuring out like there are ways to do it, you know, like before, I don't know, like, especially like last year and the year before I was having such a hard time and uh, there's this friend who like I would call her and tell her some of my issues but like it would just be this toxic tirade of like me going on and on and on and naming every single complaint and naming everything that's wrong and I, it just didn't help at all and then I was you know like this past week when I was having therapy we were I was not really complaining so much. I was like noticing some problems, but I was noticing like some other aspects too. Like, okay, well, there's room here where I can, like some good things have worked out or there's room here. And I was sort of making a bigger connection to like a bigger story. And, you know, that's when I realized like, oh, like talking in this way does help with the processing. If I try to build it into a bigger perspective, like a bigger narrative, rather than only discuss my problem, if I talk about it as like, well, this has happened too. And one time I waited a little bit and this has happened. Mm. Once it becomes like a larger whole, then mm. it became less painful for me. And, and mm. I was like, oh, I think this is the point. It's like when I'm talking, I don't want to I don't want to just feel agony and pain. Because if I just do that, then I'm only going to feel agony and pain. Like what I want to feel is I want to feel better at the end of it. And I was like, mm. the way for me to feel better at the end of it is for me to piece together a larger perspective. Mm. I mean, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Sometimes you just need to bend. So you just like bend. And then like when you, well, uh, for me at least, like I yeah. sometimes I, I need to, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, uh, if I'm very, as if it's emotional kind of situation, I, I try to wait a little bit until like I can like, not be so emotional about it and then I can like bend a little bit because if, if you bend yeah, yeah. yeah if yeah. you bend right away when things are happening it feels like you're very um, vulnerable to people's opinions yeah. and, and every, everyone has an opinion and then that yeah. could actually I feel like people's opinion can really change the course or whatever it is that you were thinking and change your yeah. life actually even though it's yeah. like a stupid like a little opinion it yeah. is like when you're vulnerable, you're like, <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. At the time, it could be triggering. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah, I think, you know, some time will give that perspective too. Because, like, the stuff that I was talking about in my last session, it was like things that happened a week ago. So I had a little bit of time to, like, build in that perspective. But a week ago, when I was talking about it, I was like nowhere near there. I was yeah, so yeah, yeah. 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 I Sometimes actually it's... Yeah. What? 
No, sometimes it's actually, good like to have therapy after a little bit after something happened. Yes. Like yeah, a little yeah, yeah. bit of days so you can like not be like <laughs> <laughs> because your therapy is like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's absolutely true. Because like yeah, in the moment it feels like that, but after some time goes by, you realize, oh, I I am capable of getting over this. You know, like in the moment, it just feels like I can't, you know, in the moment, it feels like I'm like never going to get over this. And this is always this is a permanent thing. Like, that's what <laughs> it feels like. But I, I realize like over a few the next few days, I'm just like, oh, like I I'm that's not as painful as it was a few days ago. I'm kind of over like I had texted it to you last week when I said that that guy like called me a bitch while I was on stage. Oh, yeah, that's horrible, though. That is a horrible experience to me. I was in a a terrible place. I was so, (laughs) like, I felt so trapped in my anger. Like, I didn't know what to do. And then, um, you know, luckily at therapy a couple days later, but, like, yeah, even during then, it was terrible. But then this... But why why do they, what anyone else, like, the other people around, did they do anything? They just, like, laugh about a guy telling a woman bitch like that's yeah so- like i mean it's a room full of men they're not gonna come and be like oh that's not nice nobody would ever say that guys will always stick with guys because it's not because they like one another it's because they're afraid of what they're gonna think of one another it's very very uh, pathetic actually the way that they <laughs> align it is yeah it's 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 performance masculinity is a performance and you know when a man calls another woman a bitch like he's being aggressive you know he's asserting aggression and men think aggression is power and so they're gonna be like "Ooh, oh ho, 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 you know that's <laughs> that's what that's what guys do and yeah. it's like uh it's a pathetic behavior it's more heroic to be like that's not cool you know like that's not fucking cool but that's going to make him stick out and that's going to make him look weird and that's going to make him look like quote unquote a pussy because he's not abiding by the code of saying oh it's because the alliance on one side i i feel like sometimes in comedy we mistake like not doing that not pu- putting people in places because we are entertaining so if we do that we we break like a, a glass door and people can like be like oh this was not entertaining like you know some people are like so so they're like yeah it happened to me i cannot really i shouldn't talk about this actually but yeah it happened to me where uh, a host like took me out of the stage before my set was over because she didn't like that i was talking to the audience and making them laugh i don't know like it was just it was a funny experience um and i was yeah, and that never happened to me. And of course, I had to pretend I'm super cool with it. <laughs> this is yeah. okay. Yeah. Because what are you going to tell people? It's like exactly. this never happened to me. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the humiliating part. It's like yeah. after he did that, I'm still on stage, you know. And yeah. it's like I could make a scene. I could, but what? How is that gonna help? You know, like I just had to put up with it. And that's what made me really angry because I felt like so helpless up there. But anyway, uh, like a few days later, uh, this girl called me 
uh i haven't spoken to her in like months like she's one of those people who like disappears and then like a year or two later i'll see her again like she's one of those and uh she called me for advice and she said that um the company that she's working at she's like a top salesperson there but they're very misogynistic they're mm. like her boss is a man and the man is like you know i don't like to hire women because women are emotional like you are emotional like he's saying all the wrong things things that could get him sued right and is, he doesn't get sued well she's working on it but okay. uh, <laughs> she, she was like she was like okay she's like well what can i do to like you know have you take me more seriously at my work because i'm the best salesperson here meanwhile men who are not performing as well as me they're getting bigger clients like what can i do and that that's when the boss was like oh well you're a woman and women tend to be emotional blah 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 like it is just like terrible so she says she asks me she's like so i wanted to ask you for your advice should i go to hr and file this complaint and follow through with a lawsuit or should i quit because this is a small industry and i don't want them to think i'm a bitch oh and i was like be the biggest fucking bitch you could possibly be because yeah. who gives a shit what they think you think you're afraid that they're going to think you're a bitch i was like what <laughs> makes you think being a bitch is bad you know yeah. and also that's their opinion just because they have an opinion about you being this quote unquote bitch doesn't mean that you're a bad person i was like everything you're doing is right everything they're doing is wrong this is perfectly qualified for a lawsuit don't be a pussy and <laughs> run away be the biggest fucking bitch you can be and i was like way more amped up and like aggressive and defensive when it came to this because some guy had called me a bitch earlier that week <laughs> you know what You're i'm like, saying wait <laughs> yeah because it's like what makes people think that me being a bitch is such an offense to them. It's like I'm just being my best self as much as I can every day. And they think... they're going to think that I'm being a bitch. Go ahead and think I'm a fucking bitch. I don't care. And that's when it kind of like alleviated this feeling of anger in me. I was like, "Oh yeah, he can think whatever the fuck he wants about me. It doesn't mean that I am that, you know? I, Those I, guys too. I don't think, think I don't think being a bitch is a bad thing. It's not. We have to be bitches because if not, this system will never change. If we don't stand up and we are aggressive, because like we are like, oh, they want to put us in the like emotional box and whatever, and we're trying to, I don't know, do change without being, um, I don't know how they are, like how these guys, like the boss of your friend is. Yeah. We try not to be that. We try to be the bigger person and be like, okay, how can I make the change without being aggressive and horrible and whatever? Unfortunately, meanwhile, meanwhile, he is behaving emotionally. You know, I like, mean, I hate. It's like we all have fucking emotions. It's not exactly. like because I have a fucking uterus, I have more emotions <laughs> than you. Maybe I have yeah. more ovaries. Yes, I have more ovaries than you. We have yeah, testicles. Yeah. Will that work? No, they're outside your body. They're very sensitive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody so has I, hormones. Everybody has emotions. It, everybody has cycles. It's I mean, like it's, ridiculous to reduce us to that. It's like, what fucking century are we in? 
Well, I I, I like the uh, you know the the Okovich, the tennis player. Uh huh. <laughs> I know that <laughs> I thought he was a nice guy before a lot of things, no. and then no. uh, well, yeah, the COVID came and he was like a big asshole. But then, like you know, uh, the what's the name of uh, I, I I hate that I remember Djokovic's name and I don't remember her name. That she uh, like make a break in the Olympics, like the um, the gymnastic. No idea. I don't follow you don't gymnastics. Know. You don't follow gymnastics? Well, there was like the Olympic case, one gymnastic player, she was really good, she was going to win, but okay. she would, didn't feel mentally able to keep going because it was okay. too much pressure. All so right. she was like, I'm quitting. I'm quitting this right now because okay. I'm, not, I'm not feeling well. Which All is right. a very this is a p- very powerful move that no one has done it because okay. everyone keeps going until they, they break they themselves. Break. Or, yeah. Yeah. And then Djokovic was like, oh, what a fucking, like, oh, she's not, I, what, what, she, he criticized her. And then you see him on a game doing like a bad, like, I don't know, thingy. And then he's like slamming his thing and breaking everything and then cursing the judge. Like, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, I think you should maybe take a little break. Yeah. Maybe don't criticize her and uh, maybe stop doing that. <laughs> right, right, right. I was rewatching The Crown and... <laughs> <laughs> do you watch that show yeah i, I watch until the, uh, the last one the lady D yes yes so you know you know that i mean the last season was with margaret thatcher mm-hmm. and she mm. talks about that so much she's like you know do you want a nurse that's like oh they're there it'll be okay or do you want the nurse that's like get up on your feet and make a move and i'm like i would want the they're their nurse because <laughs> I'm sick, you know. <laughs> like I want her to take care of me. Like I yeah. don't want her to push me beyond my limits. But actually, Margaret Thatcher's voice, well, it, it, you know, it was very deep. It was, um, but actually, that was not her real voice. She had to make that voice to make her for the man, for the whole like man bullshit that they have over there. Oh, she's more of us because it's like, because yeah. if she will be like, oh, guys, I think we should pass yeah. along. Like no one is going to fucking, and yeah. it's uh, it's insane how um, yeah, a lot of a lot of women that are like in entrepreneurs and whatever they they have to be more masculine in some sort yeah. of way, portray masculinity, yeah, yeah, yeah or like yeah. what we think it is, yeah, for sure. Like even when I'm on stage, like because I have a pretty low register voice. I'll like mm. intentionally make it like sort of nasally sometimes when I first get up on stage just to get their attention, you know. And, but, and it like, works. is nasally more women? Or it's like more, more comedic. Men? It's more comedic. Okay. Like, um, if you look at a lot of animated shows, like mm. The Simpsons, you know, Marge mm. has a weird voice. Yeah. You know, <sighs> if you watch like, uh, if you watch Family Guy. You know, Lois has a weird voice. If yeah, you watch right. Bob's Burgers, Linda has a weird voice. It's like, or even that show, The Nanny, she has this like weird nasal, nasal voice. voice. Or even that show, Will and Grace, you know, you have like, what's her face? The one with that high voice, you know, the the rich lady. The, the rich lady. Mary. I love that character. So like, <laughs> th- there are these, it's really an archetype 
And it's like an archetype that's very well known in the mainstream. And I'm like, okay, so that's what they react to. It's almost like getting a child's attention. You have to animate your voice in a certain way. Because if I talk in this register the whole time, they're going to start yawning. Yeah. Because like this voice is not conducive to comedy. This voice is conducive to like being a professor or being a lawyer or being whatever. But it's not conducive to doing stand-up. So like when I first get up on stage, I do sort of like do like a nasally kind of register. Uh, Yeah, I noticed I noticed that now because I'm I'm kind of doing this for a while. Sometimes I go on stage and I'm like really monotone or whatever, and then I I just realized no, I have to be like I don't know, like something like not like that. That's not the voice, but I'm trying to to be like it has to be kind of playful. Yeah, like yeah. It's like we are having like the best time, guys. We're so and I like that. I think I think I'm using that voice. I'm like, dude, yeah. like, how old are you? I don't know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah, and then after like afterwards, flirtatious in a way, yeah. Yeah, and then afterwards, I'm like, oh, I'm so drained. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It takes a lot of energy to do that. Um, but yeah, like I, I think it's just a useful device. Uh, but anyway, yeah, like the whole Margaret Thatcher season was so fascinating because the whole thing was just about that it was just about like emotion versus repressing your emotion meanwhile she like breaks down multiple times throughout the show you know like you can even tell like at times when the prime ministers are like we need to go to war you know it's like from an emotional place it's not from this like logical place it's always from an emotional place so you can just tell like oh throughout history when men say women are emotional it's like at least when women are emotional like maybe we'll b- break a plate or yell but you guys go and kill millions of people <laughs> i think we will never if if the world was run by women um we wouldn't have wars <laughs> We will have more tampons in bathrooms. <laughs> like, I feel like that will be, I don't know. But I feel, I don't know. I remember I was um, I was hosting this show with another comedian. It was actually his show. And I was like the guest host. And I was like doing like a lot of input. I was putting like a lot of input in the show even. I mean, of course, like, you know, if someone would do the same, I would be like a bit like, well, I don't know. It's kind of my show. But I was not doing anything like super invasive. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, maybe we should put the woman here instead of like making it here. Maybe yeah, I'm more aware of like the diversity of uh-huh. the lineup uh-huh. or whatever. And I kind of wanted, even though I was a guest host, I kind of wanted to do host the first half because that is more challenge for me in that in uh-huh. that moment. And, uh-huh. and he agreed to it. And then in some point, I think I said something, and this happened like 15 minutes before the show or 10 minutes before the show started. It was an open mic anyway. Okay. And he went bananas. I said something and he went bananas. He he was like, oh, do you think women can like run the world better and you guys think that you, you have everything figured out? And then it was like open a Pandora box of like sexism and like things. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like I just, dude, like we're going to do this like conversation right now and this doesn't have anything to do with this. I mean, if you have pro- a problem with women being more progressive and like occupying or women space, in general, he just women in general, women in yeah, general, it sounds yeah. like really like that. And I was like, and I had to be, and I had to take care of him, even though I was the one putting my face and having to deal with all this abuse. 
you know, I had to like uh, host the first half. So no, it's such an antiquated argument that it's not even valid anymore. But because oh. it was an it's an argument that existed it, like at a certain point in time, mm. they continue to fall back on it. But it just doesn't work. And it doesn't work. And also, as women, because we got this like um, complaint for so long. Yeah. It's actually it's actually proven that women are in the workplace well more emotionally behave than men. Yeah, because we just men, know how to deal with it more. Because it's like, oh, it's uh, we have this like a stigma of being emotional, so we're not emotional. We're just like emo. We have emotions, but we're like, you know. And guys get angry, get they raise their voices. They can like. Like, you know, do yeah. this on a table and whatever. And that's emotions yeah. and that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no one has told them, hey, Ed, so that's also an emotion. <laughs> and, you know, the, uh, she has a point. <laughs> yeah. No, it's such bullshit. But anyway, um, this friend, like, I was just like, yeah, so just be a bitch. And she was like, okay. She's like, I'm oh, glad yeah. I called. She's like, I'm glad I called you. I was like, I was like, I'm glad you called me too because... I kind of needed this just as much, you know, like, um, <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, I guess that's what I mean about like, you just sort of let time play its course and things sort of fall into place and you get a better perspective later. Um, yeah. but anyway, since, uh, you know, I don't want to eat up too much of your time. Um, let's do this flashcard series. I, I don't want to. I don't want to be a bummer, but I'm not doing anything after this. <laughs> so I have a bunch of we can we can talk. After. I'm going to refill this uh, glass a bunch of times. <laughs> That's my whole <laughs> man. I miss drinking. I was just like, I, I was watching TV the other day, and people are like drinking martinis and smoking cigarettes. I was like, man, I miss that. I miss I miss drinking and smoking. I when did you so quit? Fun. Huh? When did you quit? When was the last time you drank? I, I quit drinking like two years ago, and I quit cigarettes. Oh, wow. like, I quit cigarettes like eight years ago. Oh wow! Okay, That's okay. So, uh, all right. So, uh, so what, we, the... what? Wait, what we're we doing? This is a special thing. What are we doing? We need to present it. Like I know, I know, it's a special thing, but I didn't really prepare much for it because I realized that I'm re we're recording this a little bit early because. <laughs> Actually, three years earlier. <laughs> actually, I have I have something for you, but I will, I will do it at the end. Yeah, and let's actually, do it at the end. Yeah, yeah, and it's actually for me, but it's also for you. Oh right, that's right. Okay, it's kind of like that <laughs> hug. It's for it's for it's you. For everyone. Okay, okay. No, so this is this is the hundredth episode, but just to sort of like you know, uh, sort of reflect, sort of look back, like. When I started this, it was, I, I was doing the pre-production of this back in like November. What are you writing? I could hear everything. I know, I know. I'm doing this. I, 100 episodes. <laughs> you can <What>? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, when I, when I was doing the pre-production, it was like, it was 2020 and at the end of 2020 and I was doing pre-production and I remember I was just so nervous and I had like, I thought I knew why I was nervous. I was like, it's, 
I'm nervous because I have to buy an expensive mic and I'm nervous because I have to buy a website and I have to buy this. I have to buy, I'm spending so much money on this and that's why I'm nervous. And I realized like, that's not, that really wasn't the reason why I was nervous because I had just never done it before. You know, mm. like I had never done a podcast before. I have never, you know, invited guests to talk when I wanted interviews before. Like I, I it was just all new to me. And um, so it was like a terrifying experience, actually. I was just like in so much anxiety the whole time. And uh, having you on the first episode actually helped me a lot. It just like really helped me stay grounded, you know. I and, need to like, watch that again. Like, I, 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 I don't remember what I, I it, it was. It was like, it's like not even good. And and your <laughs> your video quality, like on the recording, it was so poor that I couldn't put your video in so like we don't even see your like video it's just your like picture every once in a while it'll come up like it's just mostly me it was just like the quality was so like the quality is what it is but it's not what I would do today knowing what I know now but you know? the quality now is good of the image right I mean the quality now is like closer to what I what closer to what I want now but I'm sure like time will pass and I'll be like oh that, that's not how I want it either you know like it's just gonna change you know it was also like that episode was so long you know I was talking so much and you know like over the course of these episodes I just I learned a lot about like myself and how to do this podcast I became more confident you know and it's helped me in like more than one way it like um, because I'm editing, I'm editing on the software oh, cool. and stuff. So after I was like doing that, I was like, oh, I'm spending like eight hours editing one podcast episode. Like I can edit my movie, you know, like I can go back and edit my movie. So I finished editing that. And then that went to a bunch of festivals this past year. And oh, cool. like, yeah, this d doing this made me more comfortable being on camera. So like I've been doing more like audition self tapes since last year. And, you know, so like it's just helped me in so many ways. So like I'm just so happy that um, I got to do this. And I'm so happy that you were with me on the journey from the beginning. So I just want to thank Aww. you, show you my gratitude. I thank you for having me. I realized that I don't speak English. <laughs> when I was doing your podcast, I was like, dude, you're not speaking. You're just doing this. <laughs> and I was like, you should work on your fucking English. Can I say the word fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You, no, like every time you were a guest, you were always great. Um, so like, let's close on a, a, a flashcard series. This is a show that came out 10 years ago. Um, it's called The Moon Embracing the Sun, and it has it has a big star name. Um, Kim Soo-hyun is his name. He's like this very beloved actor. But anyway, it's it's a story about like a king finding his queen. So it's like set during the Joseon Dynasty, hundreds of years ago. So that's the that's the premise. It's a period piece. We'll put it that way. Okay. But so, it's a Korean Korean period. Tweet. yes okay. yes uh -huh. and during the korean kingdom when the korean monarch was still in place so uh let's say that you're a young prince okay you're a young prince and you know you're you're a teenager you're a teenage young prince okay uh, how old i am like 15 okay cool 
Yeah. <laughs> Why is that important? That's such a funny I mean, thing I mean is there's such a difference between 16 and 17? I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. That's true. Okay, okay. Like, you're, you know, mid-teens, and you, uh, you meet a lady, okay? You meet a lady, young lady. She's a girl, okay? And you're just so <laughs> taken by her. You're like, oh, my God, she's so, like, cute and, like, wonderful. Like, oh, my God, like, I want to marry her, okay? Really? So and, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's super fast. It's super fucking fast. That's how, it, that's how it goes back then. It's like, we're going to die. So we have to get married and have sex and have a lot of children right now. So um, they're both teenagers. They meet. They like each other. And, you know, his family and the kingdom, they say, okay, it's a go. Her family, they're like, yeah, we're, we're you know, upper class people. Yeah, this is royalty. Fucking go and become a queen. Excellent. Okay. The night before the wedding, she dies. What? <laughs> <laughs> How? <laughs> she gets sick and she just fucking dies. What do you do? <laughs> the husband, I was, wait, okay, uh, first. Before she was dead, uh, did I uh, place any hands in any parts? <laughs> no. No. Did I kiss her? No. Nothing. Nothing. Oh my God, I'm so sexually frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> you were really looking forward to it. And she fucking died on you, man. Ugh. Um... Okay, I will uh, ask to see the corpse. <laughs> uh, I guess if she was sick, well, but in that in that era, uh, no one thought about getting. No, they crazy. they did. They quarantined her. They were like, what she has is a contagious disease, and the king needs to stay. The the prince needs to stay away. It was I like, yeah, even, I couldn't even couldn't see even, her all dead no. and stuff. She was like literally <laughs> standing outside her house, like crying. <laughs> oh my god, it's all sad. <laughs> Oh, oh God! Oh, I'm so sorry for this kid, and also yeah. me because it, it's me. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I feel like I feel like in that time, you know, people just wrote letters whenever something mm -hmm. happened. So I guess I would just write a letter to my kingdom and be like, "Hey yo," <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, hey yo, <laughs> kingdom. So, yeah. So she she did. Uh, <laughs> so she did, right? Anyone, you know? I think that's how apps were invented. Like, it's like, is anyone, you know, about this height and like into killing animals in the woods? <laughs> like, I don't know. Somebody anyone, that is just princess? like her, but not her. Yeah. Any like cousins or so you would literally start looking for another wife immediately. Okay, okay, okay. No, yeah. no, I, I wouldn't do that. Of course, I will be. In that the makes pain. sense. Yeah. But I feel like for a novel, <laughs> for like uh, something that is going to be watched by millions of people, I should be just trying to fuck again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. your we friends would to... be like, mm -hmm. "Dude, it was uh, just a woman." Because yeah. like back then it was a big thing being just a woman. So yeah, it's just a bitch. yeah, she's just some bitch. Yeah, you'll find Dude. another one. Hey, I think in the kitchen there's a bunch of them. Yeah, <laughs> and you will be like, 
but they raise me. <laughs> They're yeah. like older old ladies. And, so, and, and one will be like, come, my child. And then um, maybe I will, I will get the, the flower on my wedding night, but not by my dead wife. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or maybe, no, wait, maybe uh, my best friend. Okay, I got it. I'm going to do something like The Hobbit. Like, I, my best friend will be like, dude, no, I have the rings. Oh, no, so sad. And then we hug, and then this, like, gay thing happened. Oh. <laughs> Turn it into a gay story. Okay. Oh, okay. that I like. Oh, I like where this story is going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your potential wife dies, so you're like, you know what? Actually, thank God, because I'm, I'm a huge gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, you know what I was friends? I was never a king. I was always a queen. Yeah. That's oh, that that's where amazing. it goes. Yes. Uh, and that's the title, by the way. I was never a king. <laughs> I was always a queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's say let's say that I'm going now. <laughs> let's say that you're uh you're a young you're a young woman. You work for a shaman who works for the kingdom, okay? She's like the, mm-hmm. she's like the palace's shaman. Okay. And, uh, you're her like adoptive daughter. All right. Like spiritual daughter. So that's what shamans have. They have like spiritual daughters. Okay. So you serve this shaman and you know, you work with her, blah, 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 but you have no memory of your childhood at all. No memory. Okay. You just know that you were found by this lady and you were raised to become a spiritual person in the future. But <laughs> you were going to marry a prince and he dies. <laughs> but one day the prince takes no the king he's now a king. Okay. He's now a king. The same, the time same is passed. The same guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, okay. I mean, you know, the prince has now taken over the throne. He's the king now. And the king takes a look at you. And you look very familiar. In fact, he's like, oh, my God, you're that dead princess lady I was supposed to marry. Like, you were supposed to be my wife. And you're like, bro, I don't I don't think so. But at the same time, it's like, he's the king. He's the king. What do you do? Um, so first. I want to say that in those times, syphilis was a big thing, and syphilis kind of makes you crazy. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you let it sit. Anyway, uh, now we have vaccines. I just wanted to give like a little um, info. Anyway, if I was this woman, hmm, I think, <laughs> I think because I have like an, a spiritual power that he truly believes in. Okay. Because I'm a shaman or whatever shit. Yeah, yeah. So I could totally manipulate this guy to be like, oh, yes, it's me, the dead princess. Uh, can I sit over there? <laughs> oh, no, we cannot have sex because, oh, no. Did she, like, throw cards or tarot? Is that a thing? Or I'm just, like, uh, talking with the spirits? <laughs> what is my, my power there? You actually have zero powers because you're not a shaman. You were never supposed to be a shaman. You but were, no, I'm not. A, I'm not the the shaman's uh, apprentice. You are. You are, <laughs> but like, you technically, have no powers. Like, you were. 
so the backstory is all right i'm not even gonna get into the backstory just answer the question and then i'll get into the backstory <laughs> well, no you, you have zero powers you don't have any powers yeah zero but i don't like the the king i mean he's a king you know but he, he's a is handsome he my type? King. is he has like i don't know he's a hot king he's like he's, he's, a, hot king. he's, he's, hot. he's a hot king he's yeah. a hot king <laughs> well you should have started with that <laughs> You, you he's a very attractive king not okay, I, not only is he hot but he's also a king holy shit holy shish holy anyway uh, <laughs> i think i just made something uh yeah totally i will be like yeah i'm your dead princess uh well hello oh. uh you want to go on a date <laughs> or you want to get married right now i don't know <laughs> Let's make this happen, baby. We only have five years more of living. Hala, <laughs> do you want to go on a date? <laughs> That's what you would say to the king. Okay, good. Very good. Very good. Pretty, pretty sure the day will be like, we are getting married right now. <laughs> but... All right. All right. All right. Let's say that you are you are the king's wife okay you're a queen all right you're you're somebody else you're like after the king the the prince's princess lady died he married somebody else because that's but not the, you have not the shaman the shaman no no she died she died she died how could he marry her so he got married to another queen lady okay let's say you're this queen now all right okay i'm the queen as the queen <laughs> let's say you've been hearing rumors that the king has been hanging out with this shaman lady that looks a lot like his dead fiance from years ago what do you do wait wait a minute so he was married when he was like all flirtatious of me fiance not married fiance oh wait what was... wait what wait hold <laughs> so on he, he he had a fiance when he was younger he was a... and then the fiance died yeah 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 but now he's married with another queen now he's married yeah and, and has then a wife. he took a look at me and yeah he's he did like and yeah like, but, but you're not her right now you're you're the queen i'm the fucking queen okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. well i do have a lover so but <laughs> and he's oh boy cute as fuck i well but i'm pretty sure in the series i'm so confused lover. by what you're saying right now wait what lover are you talking about you have a well, lover i'm a queen okay so uh -huh. one time so you have a bit of background I, one yeah. time i went to a castle in Sicily. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the same. So, yeah. But yeah. basically, the, the married uh, king and queen yeah. have uh, different um, floors. So the king was in the upper floor and the queen was in the ground floor, right? Okay. She, she had her whole like bathroom, like library, like bedroom. It was very dark, everything. It was very, back in the day, it was nice that it's dark. I don't know. Are you just describing like a general Sicilian kingdom right now? Or are you talking about your what's happening to you right now as the queen? No, I'm talking about that, but I'm going to get on that point right in a second. <laughs> I'm going to okay. be so basically this queen had the whole like blah blah blah. And then this guy had like la la la. And, and there was like a weird uh stair, like a, a staircase going okay. around they were like a weird staircase yeah. sure. going to yeah. to exits okay and i asked i asked the the guy dude and i was like why are these like things and he was like well these are the staircase prepare for the lovers of the queen and the king 
to leave the to leave the palace without being seen by the other one. Got it. Okay, secret stairs so that lovers can come and go. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm the queen. He's looking at this other shaman lady. Yeah. I am a pole. But <laughs> but I also have a hot guy that I fuck with. <laughs> oh. I have my okay. own story going on, baby. Got it. Now I understand why you were talking about the li 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 and the la la la. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I have stairs. <laughs> Do they have stairs? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, great. Great. Okay, so you have your own lover, so you don't give a shit. Fine. All right, all right, all right. Let's say you're this, you're that young shaman girl lady now. Okay. okay. <laughs> you you find out that you actually come from a noble birth all right a noble family you have a mom and dad okay but the night of your wedding when you were supposed to get married to the king you got very sick and then you died because there was some prophecy that this shaman heard that if you and the king get together, like on that night, some bad shit is gonna happen. So to prevent that from happening, the shaman made you take some medicine that's gonna make you fake your death, but you don't actually die. And then you come back, like you come back to life, but you just have no memory of your past life. But your memories just come flooding back to you. And you realize like, oh my God, I was supposed to, I was supposed to be a queen and everything. Like, this is such bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And you know all of this. But the reality is the king is married to a queen and you're just a shaman lady. Nobody's going to believe you. What do you do? I'm going to kill my shaman dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, fuck it. He kind fucking ruined my life because he had, like, a thought about my... Who is he to design my future? Apparently, I'm noble. I like I'm a noble person, right? Yeah. God, motherfucker. <laughs> so you would just get really mad at your your shaman mother person. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to put like a little roofie on his drink or whatever it is that it, what that was going on <laughs> on that time. Uh huh. And no, and bam bam, uh -huh. he's dead, and I'm the new shaman lady. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so you would you would commit murder. And take over power, even yeah, though you're technically. Yeah, it's fine. In those days, you know, women In didn't kill. <laughs> In, women they didn't kill anyone. <laughs> right? Okay, great. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Final, final question. Let's say you're the king. You find out the truth about this shaman woman that looks just like your dead princess woman okay you find out the truth you find out that she was the person that you're supposed to marry you find out this whole bullshit history blah blah you find out everything okay and you're like thank god i found her but you're still married to this queen what do you do okay this is a good comeback to the syphilis story that i told you about <laughs> all right yeah so there was a king that had syphilis for a long time. And he killed all his wives. <laughs> oh. I should remember the name. I think it was Henry the Eighth or something. I don't know. Some I don't know. You can see it. He was nobody but they did like a, a series about him. It called the Tudors. And oh. they used like a very sexy actor. And he was yeah. having a bunch of sex. And then he was killing all his wives. Oh my god. Yeah, so I will just uh, 
Well, apparently my wife has a has been been adulterous, so I oh. could, I guess, kill her. Yeah. <laughs> so that you can be an adulterer yourself. No, no, no. Because if I kill my wife, I just I'm a widow. Ooh, I'm oh. so sad. And then I can okay. just like uh, you know, touch the boobies of that shaman. <laughs> Back in the day, boobies were a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. But, but... <laughs> the boobies of that shaman lady. Great. Beautiful. Okay. Love it. Thank Sorry, you, Lily. I, I couldn't give you more uh, creative answers because that, uh, that, that time, you know, it was very like that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being Italian. It was very like that. I'm Italian, so I can do this voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I, I think uh, these are some of the most creative answers I've given. <laughs> because with each answer, you had like a little tutorial, you know, about syphilis, <laughs> about Italian castles. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of... Uh... That castle okay. really blew my mind. <laughs> you, you should go to Catania to, to, to see it. Yeah, no, I would love to. Man, I miss Europe. Okay. Oh, Thank you. No, just Why don't we end this? Oh, should I do the special thing? Oh, yes, please. Basically, I, I, so basically there's two things. I didn't blow a candle on my birthday that it was like two weeks ago. And, uh, and also it's your thing. So I bought this like little unicorn like. Oh, isn't it cute? That's so, so cute. So we can like blow it. We can blow it to get together. But I will ask for three wishes and you can like ask whatever you want. And we, we have to go one, two, whatever. Three wishes. Yeah, wait, okay. let me think. Ready. Okay. We did it. <laughs> Happy 100. You're so, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> Happy belated birthday. Aww, Thank you. Thanks for Thank doing this. Thank you, Huli. Thank you. Sure. Have a nice day then. <laughs> <laughs>